If I were to ask you, what is one of the most defining characteristics of a Christian, what would it be? Forgiveness. Forgiveness? Forgiveness? That might be one of them. Someone might say love. Faithfulness. Thankfulness. What if I told you one of the most important aspects of our relationship with God was the ability to hear and obey His voice? Go to John 10. I want to look at that this morning. Reading verse 1. Most assuredly I say to you, He... Who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep, and listen to this, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Jump down to verse 14. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep. And I am known by my own. Where is that verse? Oh, here it is. And verse 27. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I want to key in on this theme. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. One of the most important themes in the life of a Christian is the ability to hear and know the voice of God. To be able to hear from God and to be able to follow Him. Jesus here says that this separates the sheep and the shepherd and the hireling. The sheep are those who know the voice of the shepherd. And then He says, I am the good shepherd. And so He goes in here to clarify. He says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. One of the most important things that we can do, church, in our lives is to cultivate an ability to be able to sense and know and hear the voice of God. To be able to sense and know and hear when God is leading us and guiding us in our lives. We need the voice of God. We need the ability to hear from heaven and know what God is doing in our lives. Do you know that Jesus, even Jesus, when he was here living on earth, he lived by the voice of the Father. 
He lived by the voice of the Father. He says in John chapter 5, he says, I only do what I see my Father in heaven doing. You know that even Jesus couldn't do whatever he wanted? Jesus couldn't heal whoever he wanted. Jesus couldn't do whatever he wanted. No, he was obedient to the voice of God. He was looking for what God was doing, listening for what God was saying. And his life was a life lived in obedience to the voice. Lived in obedience to the voice. And then he says, this is what characterizes my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. Following the Lord is the most important relationship we will ever have. Following, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, the idea of following the Lord is that idea of relationship. When you have a relationship with God, God wants to talk to you. God wants to speak with you. God wants to have a, a communication with you. I don't know how you would define prayer. But I want to challenge you to think of prayer relationally. Because relationship is more than just one-sided. And the place of prayer that God desires for us as we're considering this idea of following the voice of the Father, the, the place of prayer that God desires for us is a place where we speak to God and where God speaks to us. This is actually a place of intimacy and relationship that God desires for each and every one of us. It's actually characterized by the idea of being a friend of God. Now, Friend of God. Now that may be a phrase that you may be unfamiliar with, but it appears a few times in Scripture. Jesus uses it. Let me see if I can find it here in John 15. John 15, he says, starting in verse 13, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay one's life, lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends. If you do whatever I command you, no longer do I call you servants. Here we go. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For the for all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain. Notice this. What separates servants from friends? They know what God is doing. They're able to hear from God. They're able to understand what God is up to. They're able to have an ear for the voice of God. They're able to understand this is what God is doing. This is how God is leading. God says, Jesus says, I I don't call you servants anymore because you're not just my servants out, say, say out in the fields working and gathering and, and doing what, what I ask you to do. No, you're friends. I've invited you into the table. We're at the table. We're going to discuss the plans and I'm going to reveal to you my heart. I'm going to reveal to you my will. I'm going to reveal to you where I'm going, what I am doing, and the plan that I have. Because you're my friend. I tell you what I'm doing in the world. 
And all that the Father, he says, has revealed to me, I have now revealed that to you. Jesus says, I reveal what I'm doing to you because you're my friends. You know, the Bible actually says in Genesis, and I know I'm all over the place, but I'm trying to communicate a, a point here this morning, that the Bible, the Bible says, God says, he does nothing without revealing it to his servants, the prophets. Throughout the Bible, and, and he, we see it in the life of Abraham, God speaks to Abraham and reveals to him what he's going to do. And before he ever destroys Sodom and Gomorrah, the voice of God speaks to Abraham and says, here's, the, here's what I'm going to do. And he reveals to him his plans. And Abraham is able to pray and intercede on behalf of Sodom and Gomorrah because he had a revelation from God, a, a knowledge from God, an illumination from God as to the mind and heart of God and what God was going to do in the world. Later, in James speaks of Abraham as a friend of God because he had a, an ear for the voice and he was obedient to the voice. That same voice of God that, that told him about what he was going to do with Sodom and Gomorrah later came to him after he had received his promised son and said, now take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, and sacrifice him. And Abraham obeyed the voice even when it didn't make sense. He went up to that mountain. Isaac loaded his back with lumber. They went up the mountain. He strapped him to the altar. And he was about ready to sacrifice his son when the hand of God stepped in and said, No! I now see that I have your heart. But the friend of God was obedient to the voice of God. When God spoke, the friend of God listened and he obeyed. Friends, this is the place where God is calling us as his people. If we are going to live as Christians, it is a place, he is inviting us into a place of friendship with God. Where we hear his voice, where we obey his voice, and where we follow him and have a communication with him. God wants to speak to us. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. It's out of a relationship with Him. When we're pressing into Him, when we grow closer to Him, the more, the closer we draw to the Father, the closer we draw to Christ, the closer we will hear His voice. We become His friends. We step into a new realm of relationship beyond just merely being servants. We step into the realm of friendship with God where He begins to reveal what He is doing, where He begins to speak to us what He wants us to do where he begins to lead us and guide us in our everyday lives the bible says in romans chapter 8 those who are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god there's a realm of relationship with the father that goes beyond just merely being born again that's the ground that's the foundation that's where we begin our life in god but then there's an ability to step into a new realm of relationship to go deeper in that relationship where we be where we are led by the spirit of god we've been born by the spirit of god but now we become led by the spirit of god where the spirit of god speaks to us where the spirit of god makes known to us what he wants us to do where the spirit of god um, draws us into that place where he, he lets us know what God is doing in the world. Moses. Moses was a friend of God. Go over to Exodus chapter 33. 
believe it's 32. Exodus 33, 7. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose, and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass that when Moses entered the tabernacle, that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. Listen, uh, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw, uh, saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. And here we go. Verse 11. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. As a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Moses was a friend of God. And he had an intimacy with God, whereby they would talk face to face. God spoke to Moses. God led Moses. And throughout the book of Exodus, we see conversations between Moses and God. As God spoke to him and let him know, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is how we are moving. This is where I want you. And they were, and it was dialogue. Remember with the golden calf, Moses was on the mountain. God says, I'm about ready to wipe this people out. Moses says, No! That boldness in prayer, that intercession in prayer, that place that, that Moses stood in between the wrath of God and the people of Israel, that was a place of friendship. Where, where Moses had cultivated a relationship with God and had an ability to sense the Spirit of God and hear the voice of God and obey the voice of God in such a way that he was able to commune with God, talk with God, and stand in the gap with, before God on behalf of Israel because as a friend of God, he had a relationship with God where he could stand and say, No, God, don't wipe them out. If you wipe them out, wipe me out too. Abraham had that same kind of relationship. Remember, he went to bat with, for Sodom. When, when the voice of God spoke to him, he had a relationship with God. He prayed. It was out of a place of intimacy. It was out of a place of relationship. It was about, out of a place of hearing the voice of God and obeying the voice of God and communing with God and speaking to God and communing with Him face to face as with a friend. Jesus asks us to step into this relationship. He wants to make known His will to us. He wants to make known His path to us. He wants to illumine what He's doing in the world to you and to me. And He wants to speak to us so that we can know that. How does God speak to us? How does God speak to us? The first and primary way that God will speak to us 
is out of this word. And, and friends, this is the foundation for anything. If you hear something from God, you think you hear from God, and it doesn't line up with this word from God, you have not heard from God. If it doesn't align with the word of God, it is not from God. But, but in John, in Luke chapter 24, the Bible says Jesus was teaching the word of God. He was expounding the word as on the road of Emmaus with multiple disciples, or with a couple disciples. And as he was teaching the word of God, they said, did not our hearts burn within us? as he opened to us the scripture? One of the primary ways God speaks to us is straight from this book, the Bible. When you read the Bible, you are hearing the voice of God. The Bible says in in, uh, 2 Timothy 3.16, I believe it is, all scripture is breathed out by God and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. When you open your Bible, you are opening the voice of God. You are breathing in the breath of God. You are hearing the voice from heaven. But but don't allow me, when you hear that, don't think that this is the only way God speaks to us. It is the primary way. It is the foundational way. It is the only uh, objective standard by which we judge any other communication from God. But know that as a full gospel church, we believe that God speaks to us in many other ways. One of the ways, another way that God speaks to us is in dreams and visions. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, in the last days, God says, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Joseph was a dreamer. God spoke to him and he had been given the ability to interpret dreams and knowing dreams and the messages from God that they contained. Daniel was able to interpret dreams. God often in scripture communicates through dreams. Joseph and Mary are warned in a dream not to go back to to their homeland, but instead to go to Egypt to protect them from Herod. The God who speaks is a God who speaks through dreams and visions to lead and guide and direct his people. Paul, as he is on his mission in, in, in Corinth, is in a tough spot of persecution. And the Lord Jesus appears to him in a vision and says, don't be afraid, Paul, but keep on speaking, for I have much people in this city. We believe in a God who speaks through dreams and visions. But sometimes it's impressions. Sometimes it's that inner voice, maybe that knowing in your knower. When God speaks. Sometimes I think God gives us Holy Ghost heebie-jeebies. You just know that you know and God speaks to us. God leads us. God guides us. He guides us on the path. The Bible uh, talks about in uh, Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. Luke and uh, Paul and, and Luke... And or Paul and Timothy, or was it Paul and Silas, were on the path. 
Paul, Timothy, and Silas. They were on the path and, and being of mission, trying to do what God had called them to do. And, and when they had gone, it says in uh, Acts 16.6, 6, now when they had gone through Phrygia in the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Forbidden by the Holy Spirit? doesn't tell us exactly how they knew. Maybe it was a, a strong sense in their spirit. Maybe it was a voice, a prophetic word. We don't exactly know, but we do know that somehow the Holy Spirit communicated to this band of people that they weren't to go into Asia, but they were instead to be led. They, they were forbidden to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mycenae, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing through Mycenae, they came to Troas and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to him. God speaks to his people. God reveals his plans to his people. God directs the path of those he sends in this world. And don't think, all of us are sent. Don't, don't think this, uh, this applies to any special class of people. If you're a sheep, you can hear the Spirit. If you're a sheep, you can hear from God. If you're a sheep, the voice of God, the relationship with God, that intimacy, that place of friendship with God, that's a place that He is inviting you into, that He wants to talk to you, He wants to speak to you, He wants to lead you, He wants to guide you, He wants to give you direction, He wants to give you purpose, He wants to give you meaning, He wants to send you forth as an ambassador of His kingdom to do great and mighty things in this region. And if you'll tap into the voice of God, If you'll be led by the Spirit of God, there's no limit to what God can do in you and through you in this world. Following Jesus, friendship with Jesus, is a matter of hearing from God, obeying God, and walking in obedience to the heavenly vision. Paul says later in his life, he says, I have not been disobedient to the heavenly vision, but have done all that God has put before me. The Spirit of God spoke. When the Spirit of God led, Paul had the ability to obey, to hear, to listen, to obey, and to carry out everything God set before him. Because he was a sheep who knew the voice of the Father who was able to follow the voice of God and do what the voice of God had said. He cultivated a friendship and he followed the voice. And that allowed God to do great and mighty things in and through his life. The Spirit of God wants to speak to us and lead us and guide us. It was about three weeks ago. About three weeks ago, I was sitting in the fellowship hall on a Wednesday night. I was listening to a sermon from a church in Alaska. And the Spirit of God spoke to my heart. 
gave me an impression. Said your next assignment is in Alaska. I was like, okay. The next day I had a message on Facebook. Missionary friend of mine said, Hey Jake, you know, how's it going? Mind you, Alaska had been on my heart this entire week. Then God spoke to me on Wednesday night. Thursday night, I had a message on Facebook. Talked with my friend. And he asked me how we were doing. And he revealed to me, he said, you know, we have a great need up here. The work of God is going on greatly. I really need someone to come help us in the work of God here in Alaska. I said, wow. I said, well, got to talk to my wife. <clears throat> I went home and talked to Charity. We desired to hear from God and see what God would have for us. We talked it over and pondered it and seeking the will of the Lord. <clears throat> And the Lord God has called Charity and I into a new assignment. We concluded and both sense in our spirit that God was speaking. God was opening doors for us. And God has spoken and led us to accept a new assignment in Nome, Alaska. This summer we'll be transitioning from this church to accept the position on the pastoral staff of River of Life Church in Nome, where we will be partnering with missionaries Austin and Jennifer Jones in the work of God in the Bering Straits region of western Alaska. I met with our board on Friday afternoon and uh, gave them my official resignation letter. Uh, we will be serving until June. You guys will have us. Uh, we'll remain here as pastor until June 13th, but our last Sunday will be June 13th, <clears throat> after which we will be transitioning to Nome, Alaska, to become uh, associate pastors at River of Life Church. It's not without heaviness or a sense of sadness knowing that we leave behind such an amazing congregation here. You guys are absolutely amazing. But when God speaks, we follow. When God speaks, we say yes. Because my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. And if there's one thing that I can model for you, that I'm a heart for you, if there's one thing that I want you to take away from my ministry here, if, if anything you can take away, I want it to be this. When God speaks, we follow. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me.
And God is inviting us, all of us, each of us, into that place that we might hear that voice and hear that voice and allow that voice to guide us, allow that voice to direct us because that's when he sends us. That's how he directs us. That's how he guides us. It's not, that's how we live. We live by the voice of God. I want us to, if I can leave anything, that's my desire. Please know that we love you. Please know that that God has the best in store for you. That your best days are ahead. And that the same God who spoke to my heart over three and a half years ago began putting into motion the, the things that set us here and sent us here. The same God who spoke to our hearts and has called us on this summer, to a new assignment in Alaska, that same God, that same faithful God, is speaking right now even to the hearts of someone to call them to become your next shepherd, to take you into your next season. I believe that. I believe that. I believe the same God who speaks to you and speaks to me, speaks to us, is speaking to someone even now, getting them ready to take you to the next level. There, there are things that, that God will do in this church, that God's going to do in this region, that God's going to do through your next pastor, that I, that are beyond my abilities. I believe that. I believe that God is going to take you higher and greater and that your best days are ahead. But we have to listen to the voice. We have to obey the voice. We have to be obedient to the heavenly vision. So we'll be available after service to talk with any of you. I'm sure you may have questions. And we're going to be here through June 13th. Our our last Sunday is going to be June 13th. So we've got a few months that we'll still be with you. Um, But there's lots to do as we prepare for our next season. And uh, join the pastoral staff in Nome, Alaska. So we love you. I love you guys so much. I love you guys so much. Thank you for the privilege and the honor it has been for these three years to be your shepherd. I'll continue to shepherd you the best of my abilities for the next three months and lay the groundwork for the greater things that are ahead. Because when Jesus says go, we go. When Jesus says, here's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. My sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Let's be his sheep. Let's be his sons and his daughters led by the Spirit of God. Let us not become just servants of God, but let us be friends of God who can step into that place of intimacy to hear his voice, to know his voice, and to follow him in the road in which he paves before us. Be ready to follow the Lord, amen? To hear from heaven and to follow him wherever he says go. Let's pray this morning. Father, Thank you. I praise you for the voice of God, for your leadership, 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the way in which you lead and guide your servants. And I thank you for the place of intimacy that you call us into, to be able to hear from heaven, to know your plans, and to follow them, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that in these coming months, as you have guided my heart and spoken to me, that you will guide the hearts and lives of your people and speak to them. And God, that you'll be speaking to your people to send them. And God, that you're speaking to others that are going to come into this church and serve this church alongside these precious people. God, your, your people. This is your church, oh God. This is your church. This is your body. These are your people. And so I thank you and I pray for a release of the voice of God. God, that they would be able to hear from heaven and know your plans and know your will and your way. We love you, Lord. We thank you. And we praise you that you have great things ahead. If we'll just follow the heavenly vision. Thank you for calling us into that place of relationship. Thank you for speaking into our hearts. Go with us now in the power of your spirit, the knowledge of your voice. We love you, O God. We praise you. In Christ's name, amen. Amen.